Hey, yo, what the f***? This is some palace right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. And now we have Hanif Sowell, the senior correspondent of the light-skinned delegation. Wait, what the f*** is that? Light-skinned delegation? <laughs> We, the light-skinned delegation slash coalition slash network, would like to enlist all delegations to join our cause to get more black ownership of NBA teams. Dark-skinned delegation member LeBron James has been the de facto spokesperson for social justice in the league since Obama became president. LeBron has managed to get the league to agree to let players wear I Can't Breathe and Black Lives Matter t-shirts and openly support Democratic candidates while simultaneously telling him to shut up and dribble. You all filibuster our attempts to have Steph Curry replace LeBron, and because Aisha Curry was asking for her nudes to be hacked, we relented. And now we are at a crossroads. In the height of a black liberation movement, we are simply asking Commissioner Silver to open the books and allow the league to expand with two to three new teams exclusively owned by black Americans. The NBA has been profitable for 40 to 50 years, and there is only one black majority owner who just so happens to be the greatest player to have ever lived. The application cost is a measly $1 million, and the least the NBA can do is set up a meeting with Ice Cube to hear our demands. Let us put aside our petty infighting and light-skinned and dark-skinned jokes and come together to support this cause. No further questions at this time. Push us through crowd. It's a bunch of us. I'm a hand of colony. Everybody on they Martin, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash and burn it. 40 on the Yeah, I'm acting nerdy if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that they take to make a black nation. Hold on. Why should America ban vice presidential debates? Because for the first time in American history, we had three people fight or debate for the seat of vice president. We had Senator Kamala Harris, my homegirl, love you. You know, even though you are wearing only one soul, Tim's, my heart still goes out for you. We have Senator Mike Pence or vice president Mike Pence, excuse me, you know, the mega Christian who doesn't like gay people or black people or gay people. I don't get that. He's from Indiana though. Google Mike Pence. And then you have Jeff Goldblum, or what it appears to be a fly on Mike Pence's hair, which has, for some reason, got more airtime than Senator Harris or Vice President Pence. Also, you saw exactly what they're going to be do, what they're going to be doing, <laughs> what they're going to be doing if elected in office, sitting down at a desk. I thought that was very fitting. The presidents and the presidential candidate, they're at a podium. The vice presidents are sitting down, already getting ready to, you know, break Senate ties and whatnot. That is hilarious. Um, again, I don't know who's the winner. Some people in America like composure. So if you like composure and starchy political shit, then maybe you may say Mike Pence. If you are not white, you're definitely going to say Kamala Harris won that shit. No problem, you know? Especially when she's like, Mr. Vice President, please, like, that's the f*** out. <laughs> you know, so other than that, I, you know, it's not as if I don't want to hear vice presidents talk. You know, I'm more into the vice presidents that kiss Hillary Clinton, like Al Gore, you know, in public. That's kind of funny. If you never saw that before, 
Google that. Honey, what say you? Um, I think Kamala really took this opportunity to showcase her black womanness, if that's a word. If you notice Kamala's hair, like I've lived with a woman for about 14, 15 years, right? Got you. A black woman. And if you know anything about black women hair, they, in Jersey, we call them doobies. In Philly, they call them raps. But it's like a sacred style that a woman gets. She either goes to like a Dominican shop or another black woman and they get their hair wrapped. And when they come home, like they still got the bobby pins in and they got to wrap it up in a silk scarf. It's that night where you know you're not getting sex when she first got it done. Or if you do get sex, it's going to be like some head with a bonnet on or something like that. Like, but anyway, Kamala actually, it looked like she just freshly took that scarf off and combed her hair out right before she walked on stage. The joint was flawless. And yes, very shiny. I love the hair. It was mm, on point. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm sorry. So, so that's, that's like a black woman ritual right there, right? And there's nothing that Mike Pence could have done to prepare to combat her with that because she's at her top level of confidence when her hair is in that style. You could tell the way he looked at her eyes. He wanted to DM her, but keep going. <laughs> so uh, another thing that I, that I picked apart was, I don't know if it was because they're both lawyers, but neither of them wanted to answer any direct question. <laughs> oh, you peeped that. <laughs> so I was like, yo, Mike Pence especially, though, was like, you know, the, the moderator be like, hey, Mike, you know, what do you think about global warming? He's like, listen, I'm not going to answer that. I'm going to talk about whatever it is that I want to talk about. <laughs> and then, uh, but, you know, the, the poignant question that stood out to me, too, was when she was asking him, like, yo, both of the presidential candidates is old as hell and they're quite possibly going to die within the next term, um, have you discussed, you know, precautionary measures should that happen? Kamala took that as an opportunity to me, from my standpoint, to lay out her background, her resume as to why she's qualified to be president. Right, right. You did that. I thought she got points for that because she like, look, I'm on the Senate Judicial Committee, the, you know, I get briefings on foreign affairs. I know what's going on. Plus, I, you know, I'm, I'm an ex-prosecutor. All this. She laid out her ground. Mike Pence just said, listen, we win in this election. I don't care what y'all talking about. We good. So um, I thought all of that, that was just an interesting back and forth for me, but... And now a word from the President of the United States of America. Hello, it is me, the Trumpster. That's right. It is me, the Trump Steo. I wanted to take some time between my two hydrochloroquine bleach shots, 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 and oral steroid intake to give you my news on my health and I am doing fantastic fantastic I am doing anything I am doing an incredible job I am doing an incredible job with my breathing the doctors 
at the Walter Reed, who I totally did not pay off with Ivanka's undercover high-end escort business money, told me that I single-handedly defeated COVID. Better, I defeated COVID better than anyone else. And to celebrate, I created a song on TikTok. I even made a song. Here it is that's on TikTok. It goes like this. My Corona. <laughs> that's right. Daddy Trump on iTunes now, baby. Anyway, this message that I have for you today is for my Kanye's out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. If you elect me president, I will allow all blacks to call me President Desmond J. Trump every day when that day is Juneteenth. And I will also give Condoleezza Rice, I, I'm sorry, I mean Omarosa, her job back. And if she does not want to take the job, no problem. We will hire Kamala Harris. Wait, I'm sorry. What did you say, Melania? What did you say? We don't need her because she's black and she doesn't even wear double-soled Tims. <laughs> I know, I know, that's crazy, right? What kind of crap is that? She doesn't even wear, she doesn't even wear double-soled Tims. I mean, Tupac would be like rolling over his grave in Cuba right now. That's crazy. And one more thing. To all my blacks, stop asking me about reparations. You'll get that the same day this country called America that I'm making great again will see my taxes, which is never. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pile of right here. Yo, I, I need super funny shit to me when Trump uh, got out of Walter Reed Hospital. Uh, that's the name, right? Walter Reed? Correct. Because I had that in a skit, so that, that better be right. Okay, anyway, so he drives to the White House. He takes his mask off. He gives a salute. That whole area right there is infected now, okay? That's number one. <laughs> number two, <laughs> number two, why did he not go to Mar-a-Lago? I don't understand. You're always at Mar-a-Lago or you're at your Jersey uh, spot. Now, Phil Murphy already called you out, so I'm pretty sure you're not going to go to New Jersey because you want those uh, Republican votes. So I know you're not going to do that move. But you could have went right to Mar-a-Lago, took your mask off, because let's, let's think about that for a second. That's normal, everyday shit. When you get off of work, you go home, you take your mask off, and you salute the TV. That's what you do. Am I right? No? I don't know. <laughs> so what's been up? Wait, what, what's, what's been going on in your eyes with the Trump watch these last four or five days, honey? What, what, what say you? Listen, I want to I wanna actually take this time to give you your props because listening back to, to our previous episodes, actually last episode, yeah. episode 15, you actually said like, yo, Trump is going to position this COVID thing as a win for himself. So you called that on the head and what Trump has been doing, you know what I'm saying, is basically trying to take ownership of him getting COVID, not taking accountability um, and saying that he's a super spreader and he's actually causing a second wave of COVID. He's saying, I got COVID, 
you know, basically just to show you guys that it's nothing to worry about and I could be. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And so it's crazy. So he started off one. They was like, all right, he was reluctant about going to the hospital. They they coached him to going into the hospital. So they gave him all of these experimental drugs, made sure he was cool. Uh, he took it upon himself before, a couple of days before he got released to the hospital to take a ride around to salute his supporters. So you know, he gets in a hermetically sealed, look up hermetically sealed vehicle. This vehicle is designed to prevent chemical attacks from entering. So that means that inside of it, you're in a basically in a Ziploc bag. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. I am watching this. I am what I'm looking at these things. What do they look like regular cars, but they like a suburban, but they, they are custom fitted to be bulletproof. And to withstand like bombs and chemical attacks. So he's locked in there with Secret Service. And he's probably got like three other people in that vehicle that he's directly exposing to COVID just to take a 15 minute drive around the block and show his supporters that he's all right. That's wild. So from Hope Hicks to these Secret Service gentlemen that are in this uh in this SUV to one of the people, the, the top, top high ranking militant heads that's at the Pentagon, he had COVID or at least COVID symptoms. I don't know. They want to, they don't want to like get into all that. Yo, my man, hey, DJ, DT, whatever you want to call yourself, my man, stay in Mar Largo and just chill till the next episode. Why should you vote in person and not by mail? Okay, so I live in Pennsylvania. I'm registered to vote in Philadelphia. And I, at the height of COVID, you know, not sure what was going to happen with the polling places and things like that. I requested a mail-in ballot, right? So come to find out, um, I got my mail-in ballot like a few days ago and uh, the polling place is literally downstairs from my apartment. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, it'll be easier for me to go and vote in person than it would be for me to go drop it off in the mailbox, which I'm not too comfortable with because you're seeing things in, in the news about people throwing away ballots and, you know, the post office is drawing back their staff and overtime and things like that. So the ballots might not make it on time. So I feel like the safest thing for me to do would be to go in and cast my vote regularly. Now, when I read the fine print on my voting ballot, it says that because I requested a mail-in voting ballot, if I were to go vote in person without that mail-in ballot, that mail-in ballot being voided, then my vote would count as a provisional ballot meaning that the provisional ballot is I'm going to vote on a piece of paper. They're going to take it, put it in a box and count it after all of the other votes have been counted, which could take up to like 10 days after the actual election. So here's where another issue happens in New Jersey, New Jersey governor, Phil Murphy has enacted something where every New Jersey resident is going to be qualified to be have a mail-in ballot 
So those same provisions apply. If you decide that you want to go in person and vote while your mail-in ballot is still active, they're going to make you vote on a provisional ballot just to make sure that you're not double dipping into the system. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a ballot right here. Should Ice Cube be in your top five or a cabinet member for the next president of the United States? All right, so we are going to talk about our top 10 one day, maybe in a month or so. Who knows? Maybe next week. We don't know. I love Ice Cube. I definitely think he's one of the greatest rap artists of all time. Not in my top five. Probably not even in my top 10. Maybe top 15, though. Definitely. But he should definitely be in the cabinet for the next POTUS. There is not even a conversation about that. I mean, even if we have this uh, in our executive branch and if we need because i don't know if you know this honey if you know there is its own department like united states of american indigenous people department you know that right did you know that they have their own thing going on they have their own department in the government i would love for ice cube be like that for you know the united uh the united people of black america you know for sure i'm all for that ice cube I don't know if anybody watches the red table discussions that Jada that Jada Pickett be putting together, which I find super funny because we'll get to Willow in a little bit. And Willow, <laughs> like, what we're going to talk about with Willow is going to make you laugh about what I'm about to say about the red table. But anyway, I saw Ice Cube in, uh, well, I saw Ice Cube and uh, I saw Ice Cube talking with, is that Van Jones that was on that red table discussion? That was political strategist Van Jones and like I said Jada Willow the whole gang well not the whole gang because Jaden and, and Will wasn't there but long story short he said Ice Cube he said that America he wanted from whether it's the president or Congress he wants a formal apology for slavery in the United States of America and also went to bat on anybody that would feel bad about asking for reparations. And he's like, yo, if you are an ancestor to a slave, you are owed this. Wait, what's to be upset about? Get this money. There's too many disparities not to sit here and demand not only that apology, but also that money. You know, I don't understand why people still think to this day that if you ask for these reparations, you are admitting that you were a slave. No, I'm admitting that I come from that, you know, but at the same time, I'm a degreed up mother. So it's not that it don't matter. It's just the fact that of look at what's going on right now in the world. You know, look what's going on right now in the world. If we lived in a place where, uh, you know, if racism wasn't a real thing, we wouldn't be living in this type of tension. But Hanif, what say you? Um, well, here, here's my thing. Ice Cube one, uh, I feel like is underrated, right? I feel like in rappers, rappers absolutely respect Ice Cube. Fans absolutely respect Ice Cube. Oh. He's not in that, in that regular conversation of people's top five escapes me. Oh, I'll tell you why. You want, you want me to answer that? I can answer that for you. Yeah, sure. Well, really what it is, is his body of work. Hmm. 
<clears throat> his body, no, I'm, I'm, and when I say body of work, I'm not saying that it's not good. I'm not saying that it's not bad. I'm talking about the quantity of work as far as Ice Cube. Ice Cube as a solo artist don't have as many albums as your Scarface, your Snoop Dogg, your Jay-Z's, your, well, those three, or maybe even a Nas. Yeah, but his, most of his fame. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. His first two albums, like the Lethal Injection album, we had. You know, today was a good day. That was a classic. And of course, he's known as the ghostwriter, the Styles P of NWA. And then also, he headlined the West Side Connection, which was a very strong group. Wasn't one of the best rap groups ever, but a very strong group. Right. I think that Ice Cube's consistency. Mm. has led him and, and, and look, I'm going to be very honest if it wasn't for two people in my opinion that had did their thing consistently in music Andre 3000 and Lil Wayne who I both have in my top 10 if they weren't the, the pop stars that they were Ice Cube would definitely be in my top 10 I didn't see that you know that, that's all I can say about that because hey man I, I left T.I. out there too and I think T.I. is one hell of an artist you know um, but it's, the, it's more of a body of work thing. But you can go ahead. My bad. Um, so you mentioned consistency. Um, as far as consistency goes, like Ice Cube has consistently been one of the most socially conscious artists. You know what I'm saying? He, not, not in his rhymes, though. As a, as a person, he's been that, right? No, in his rhymes. Okay, well, you're right. Well, lately, lately he's been dropping some jewels. You're right. You're right. No, no, you're right. You're right. I'm with you on that. He wrote the police. That is conscience. You know what I'm saying? That he, is conscience. He actually had a his his albums like America, um, America, yeah. And then he had Lethal Injection. Like in these in these albums, Ice Cube is talking socially conscious um, ideas. You write about that. He he flipped he flipped gangster rap on a, a different level. Like he, he kind of, he actually, you know what it was? You know what's funny? He raps like Day Day from Friday. Mm. No, like think about it. Like Day Day was that type of dude in Friday. Like he was in the hood, but his mindset wasn't on the hood. Sh like he was trying to find a way to, you know, get out of there and do more, be a man. Ice Cube make music like that. He make that be a man testosterone music. It's not necessarily, I got a gun, I'm going to kill you. It's more like, yo, I got a gun because it's bullshit outside. I'm about to tell you about why I got a gun. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and in and, and that consistency, you know what I'm saying? So an, another part of the consistency is, is that, you know, he transitioned into making movies. Yes. And, and he always has, has been since... He was beefing with um, Priority Records, uh, Easy E, yep. Jerry Heller. He's always been preaching like ownership. You know what I'm saying? And he's actually been entrepreneurial in that way, showing like, yo, I've saw interviews with Ice Cube telling reporters, you know what I'm saying, that black people need a better stake in this country in order to be more viable. And, th and this was in the early 90s. You know what I'm saying? So it's no surprise to me that he comes up with this comprehensive contract with Black America that he presented to both parties. And if you go on the website, bro, uh, the contract with BlackAmerica.us, they ask you to sign and they ask you to contribute your email address so that, you know, you can be a part of the discussion 
they they show you Joe Biden's plan for Black America. They show you Donald Trump's plan for Black America, and then they show you Ice Cube's plan for Black America, which he's requiring. If Ice Cube, I'm sorry, go ahead, my bad, bro. He has done the research. He's talked to J.P. Morgan. He's talked to Black bank owners. He's talked to you know captains of the industry to figure out ways that Black people can be more involved in this process of reparations and what that would look like. I would like, I would love for Ice Cube to find a way to cancel all of Tyler Perry's shows on BET by BET and run BET and direct everything from BET because I think we'll have a job then. If J.P. Morgan wants to make a $30 billion commitment to close the racial gap, why can't they mail funds to people of color personally? That's what the f*** I'm saying. Why can't they do that? I don't care that you say in an article that you want to give out $30 billion in the course of some odd years to, you know, try to close this racial gap. Yo, give me the money. That's all you got to do. I live right here on blah, 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 blah street in blah, blah, New Jersey. Okay. Mail me my check. And I can go buy my own property. I don't need you to say that you're going to give it to a bunch of organizations that I don't even know what organizations you want to give it out to. That's like if you live in Essex County and let's say you're Hispanic and you heard that they're going to give they're going to start throwing out money to a lot of organizations to help you with affordable housing. So now you got to call La Casa de la Pedro. I think that's the name of the spot. You know, whatever. You know what I mean? Just to figure out some You can just give me the money. I can go buy property if you give me the money. Stop making me go somewhere else to go fill out an application to get the money. This is bullshit. It's bullshit, honey. I am not cool with these corporations wanting some uh, culture points from other people of color, other shades, just for saying, hey, you know, we're going to give you money. You're not giving me money. You're giving an organization that may represent me, supposedly represent me some money, but I don't want that. I I want the money. You know who can do something with the money? Me. All right. You know who can go buy property? Me. I don't want to go to a mortgage lender. I don't want to go to Rocket Mortgage trying to figure some shit out. You give me some money. I can go buy my own secure credit card, build up my credit. It will do what I got to do. If you gave me some a piece of that $30 billion. I mean, that's $30 billion. $30 billion could change some, like, like that can change, I believe, 18 communities' lives. No problem. Just give it to me personally, please. What say you? Um, I think Ice Cube ran up in J.P. Morgan with baseball bats like he did in Priority Records back in the day and told them to give us our just due. And this is the plan that they came up with. Huh. Yeah, he should have came with a gun then, cause cause this ain't good enough for me. But go ahead. But if you remember, like on the red table talk where he actually broke down, he said he spoke with a higher up at J.P. Morgan, and what they did was a study where they loaned money to, they relaxed their lending restrictions and loaned money to four hundred people who wouldn't typically qualify for loans from their bank. Right. And what happened was there was only two defaults out of 400 people. So what that tells JP Morgan is that if you give people an opportunity, 
they will do right by themselves. It, it's a business. This is a capitalist society. They're obviously attempting to capitalize and make money off the situation, but this is injecting capital into our communities and an opportunity for us to take advantage of it and you know, have the, the best vehicle to wealth at this point in America is land ownership, property ownership. So give me the money so I can own land. I don't want you to give it to a, a, a organization where I have to go qualify and write applications for so I can go get it. No, you know what I mean? You want to, you want to say that then cash at me some money, cash at me $70,000 and watch me go to work. Yeah, because the best thing to do when you, when you are working in this capitalist society and when dealing with money is to use other people's money. You know okay, they're giving me their money. It's my money now. I, I get it. I get where you're going with that. But I, you know, it's somebody else's money that I've been given. Right, as a loan. So you're not your your money. It doesn't have to be a loan. You can just give me the money. They say no. they're giving out thirty billion dollars. What I'm saying to you uh-huh. is, that when you get your seventy grand or however many grands they decide to give you. Right. They decide to give you that as cash. The buck stops there. That's it. There's no revolving door with that. Once that money is gone, it's gone. But with credit, if they give you. 30, 40, 50, 70, a hundred thousand dollars in credit, you you purchase what you need to purchase, you do right by it, you make good on it, then you can get another extension of that. You can get more. So the, it's the gift that keeps on giving if you manage it properly. So giving you flat out cash just puts you in a situation where if you f it up, then that's it. You're done. And they can wash their hands with it and be like, oh, well, we gave them it. We yeah, what we gonna do now? Like my grandmother always said, keyword, if. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a poly right here. Is Jaguar right? Hip-hop's new Candace Owen? Yeah, she is, and she got some dirt. Matter of fact, I don't even know if she's hip-hop Candace Owens. She might be the evil stepchild of Wendy Williams. This woman is putting out all types of gospery, all right? So, Jaguar right said that Mary J. Blige is a closeted lesbian who faked a marriage to her ex-husband, Kendu Isaacs, and claims to have video proof. What you think about that? Uh, I don't know about that. All right. Jaguar Wright wants to put hands on Alicia Keys, accuses singer of not only stealing husband Swiss beats, but also hiding her preference in women and also being a closeted... They're saying that Alicia Keys, that's that is her like M.O. Like she likes men that have, you know, that are married. All her men has to have rings on her finger. That's what Jaguar Wright is out here saying on the streets. What say you about that? Um, Alicia Keys does shoot her shot at her music. She's always shooting her shot at a dude. You know what I'm saying? So I can I can believe it. But what the does that got to do with Jaguar Wright? Well, Jaguar Wright obviously is trying to, you know, either get a new record deal off of, you know, just other people or she have, she got something on somebody. Uh, She has also, she also have called Diddy a closeted homo, which, you know, no disrespect to Diddy. I mean, Diddy has not only shown that on television by his own, you know, his own Like, I love Diddy, but Diddy, Diddy be doing suspect in your face, no problem. If you don't believe me, check out this clip of Diddy talking to, I believe it was Fabulous, 
Jadakiss and uh, what's my man name that do drink champs? Noriega. That's all I'm going to tell you. You check that out. All, all I'm going to tell you is that is a clip of Diddy talking about, let me pour you a drink, daddy. <laughs> you got to see it. Um, also, she has... <laughs> now, even though she, she apologized to Tiffany Haddish, who is now Common's uh, girlfriend, or fiance, rather, she accused Common of sexual assault. She says, and this is her word, so editor bleep out, you know, me saying but this trying to stick his in my mouth while I'm asleep. <laughs> Which is, as my man Hanif would say, hella normal. Like, that is... Very standard practice. Um, and in relationship, in consensual adult relationships, pretty, pretty standard practice. Spotify paying Joe Rogan $100 million just to take away his free speech? That's some bullshit in America. Yeah, I just find it peculiar that, you know, Spotify um, spending $100 million, because in my mind, $100 million is a lot of money. So when you're spending that sort of money, you're doing all of your due diligence, you're checking, and you understand what it is that you're actually purchasing. So for them to do this Monday morning quarterbacking thing where... And I understand that as, from the business side, Spotify is probably okay. And it's, a, it's more of an internal thing with some of the employees, but I don't understand where, uh, why they can't just like say, Hey, y'all shut up. We purchased it. And this is what it's going to be. Number one. I think this is great promotion for Joe Rogan and Spotify, because this is a podcast. I mean, how do you really promote something that is listenable? You know, you don't promote podcasts on TV necessarily unless the people that are on TV have a podcast. You know, Joe Rogan has to, you know, he has to get to people that don't listen to podcasts in some type of way. Not saying it's him, just saying him and Spotify. So why not use this as fuel? Liberals that are in Spotify and are very emotional about what's going on right now as far as the this election year that that's that's you know that we're that we're in they are getting to speak out loud to New York Times and these other news outlets saying that hey these episodes with uh you know this person that person Alex Jones Ben Shapiro we're not feeling it i hate when liberals do that you can't do that all the time man just shut the up the man has made a monopoly off interviewing everybody from Kevin Hart to Alex Jones from Ben Shapiro to Ben Simmons this man has interviewed everybody in America and just having wacky ideas and conversations about perspectives and controversies and contra controversies and theories it's not a big deal and besides haven't you heard the theory? Not the theory, the statement. You get what you pay for. It's $100 million they just gave out to this white man. Let this man do what he do best. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pally right here. Is Kyrie Irving an emotional or an indirect marketing genius? Okay, so let me tell you why he's an indirect marketing genius first. And we'll get to the other one second. So he's an indirect marketing genius because realistically, if I had $2,000 to sit in the first three rows, I would definitely pay top dollar to watch Kevin Durant versus LeBron James game one 
in the finals, whether it's in Brooklyn or LA. But hopefully it's in Brooklyn, so I only got to catch that train right to the Barclays and I'm right there. You know what I mean? So with that being said, that's great marketing by this Jersey guy to, you know, basically let people know like, yo, this is the matchup you really want to see. But here's where he's a, um, he, he's in uh, an emotional This is where he's an emotional So, he goes on record. I want to see if I got the quote. So they asked, they asked him, 10 seconds left, one point game, who's shooting? Depends on who's hot. I don't see it as anything other than that. One three pick and roll or an ISO for either one of us, or uh, it's great for it's great, it's something great for our team. All right. He said one, he said it's great for our team. One thing I've always been comfortable with is, you know, I felt like I was the best option on every team I played for down the stretch. This is the first time in my career where I can be like, that motherfucker can shoot that shot too. So basically what he's saying is that Kevin Durant has an offensive game that is not just streaky, it's actually fluent. And LeBron has a jump shot that is not only not as streaky, it's really, you know, it's bricky, you know? It, <laughs> so he basically took a shot at LeBron. Right. And I found that to be some because... First of all, Kyrie, you gotta you gotta understand something, my man. And I, I, for the life of me, you a Jersey dude at that, so I'm like I'm really embarrassed that you are going around acting like this right now. But understand this, bro. You're talking about two of the top two players in the NBA. Like those two are equal to each other: LeBron and Durant. LeBron, Durant, Durant, LeBron. Those are equals. So you are a number two motherfucker talking about two number ones. You said you wanted to get away from LeBron so you can be number one. Now, I can run your track record down. First of all, I'll do it from right now to, to, the, to the beginning. Your last two seasons, you've been injured for half of them, so you haven't been able to be a, a leader in Brooklyn. You haven't been able to be a leader in Boston. You go to Cleveland. Now, when you're in Cleveland and you was with LeBron, was moving swimmingly. And then you got to be your rookie, your first four years, you had the worst team in the NBA. Now, I'll give you a pass because, you know, when you're the, when you're the suckiest team in the NBA, sometimes it takes about two or three seasons. But if you want to be this star, you're supposed to be on some Jordan shit. You're supposed to be the star where even if y'all are losing a majority of your games, you could at least got to the eighth seed and, you know, in the playoffs. You were just a trash star that wasn't even making the all-star team yet. So you got to understand, Kyrie, you are the number two, whether it's Kevin Durant or LeBron James. And the fact that you are a clutch player, that's a good thing. You should be into that. But don't ever sit there and throw glass at the throne again. Don't ever do that, yo. Because let's, let's, let's remind ourselves how many finals you've been in. One, the man you talking about been in 10. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here.